Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. Welcome to today's podcast, and as promised in a previous podcast, it kind of led me into this one um, where we discuss manifestation, and there have been so many different um, people that have spoken on manifestation, and I myself have been on this manifestation journey, reading books, watching videos, listening to podcasts, and listening to YouTube videos, all with this idea and thought of manifesting the dream that I desire to create for myself. And for those of you who are around my age, I'm 35, um, the secret was really big. Um, I would say probably like the tail end of high school for me, maybe even like the start of college. And at the time, I had been introduced to the secret by a really close friend of mine, Julie at the time. And I, it kind of resonated with me, but it didn't fully resonate with me at the time because I wasn't as deep into my spiritual practice as I am now. However, I will say that there were some points that made sense to me, but then there were other points that didn't because I realized that the way in which I was attempting to manifest, which oftentimes most people who teach upon this leave out, um, wasn't exactly in alignment with my higher self. And when we look at manifestation, we think that, you know, we can speak things into existence and we can visualize things into existence. And this is all true, but there is a method. And we can't just speak and say, I want this, that is not really resonating with your subconscious and we'll get deeper into that here shortly. Or I wish I could do this or I won't go out and drink or I won't drink anymore Um, and really kind of um, creating this, these affirmations that maybe aren't really in alignment with who you are. Maybe you do want to go have a drink, okay? Um, and maybe you secretly don't really want a relationship, but you want company and you want a partnership. Um, so there are various different aspects to manifestation. And like I said, personally, I'm going to be sharing my story and my journey with manifestation. And I'm also going to be offering up some supplemental information for you guys so you can kind of venture into manifestation a little bit deeper um, and create something that resonates with you and your woo. Because as much as I'm here, you know, I guess sort of preaching on the podium about my personal experiences, that is only the, the only space in which I can teach. Yes, I've had um, lots of exposure to, you know, the various different 
um, videos and books and things of that nature that I have exposed myself to with regards to manifestation. But essentially, I, I almost kind of took pieces of each and every one and developed my own method. And that is a part of the magic. That is a part of the mysticism. And there isn't just one clear-cut way in which we manifest, but there does need to be one clear-cut way in which we connect to manifestation. So with that being said, we're going to kind of dive into how to manifest, how to connect yourself with your way of manifesting, and really get ourselves, um, you know, really intentional when we're, when we're discussing this. First and foremost, I do want to talk about the logic. So we function as human beings with the subconscious mind pretty much ruling our entire reality. And the subconscious mind has been built between the ages of zero and eight. And this is where our belief systems are built. This is where our values are built. This is where our self-talk is pretty much built. And this is ingrained in us by our experiences up until that point, the parenting, um, the way in which we see the world, um, teachers, friends, family, all of that has helped compile how we think about ourselves, how we communicate with ourselves, and essentially what we believe to be true about ourselves. And the subconscious mind, as I mentioned before, really does rule the ability to manifest because we are basically co-creating within our reality. However, what is co-creating with our reality is essentially our subconscious mind. Now, um, you can research this, but I know that the subconscious mind actually has like four or five times more thoughts than the conscious mind. And the conscious mind has about 40,000 thoughts. So we are kind of running on autopilot through the subconscious. And until we begin to recognize that that is essentially where the work needs to be um, done, then we're really not going to be able to see the manifestations that we want to see in our lives because we haven't gone to that space. And for many, the subconscious is a foreign area of our being, um, even though it does you know, rule so much of who we are and so much of our reality, but it's very foreign and oftentimes very challenging for people to go into that space. But we have to hold the hand of our shadow and hold the hand of aspects of ourselves that are not so pretty um, and that are not so... Um, contrived or persuaded into being like our conscious mind is and begin to start digging. And when we go there and when we do that, we become more aware of really the underlying hard drive that is us. We can wear various different hats and we can carry various different roles and we can tell ourselves that we're X, Y, and Z, and we can say that we're going to do this and we're saying that we're going to do that. But until you get down to the root cause and uproot it, will you ever really see things change in your life? Now, when we discuss, you know, what it means to manifest, it's acting intentionally, living intentionally, thinking intentionally, and being intentional and being in alignment with both 
your mind and your body as well. Well, not both, but all three aspects of who we are, but essentially our, our mind and our emotion, because those are what comprise the two biggest things, but we also have to physically act as well. So being in alignment with our mind, body, and spirit. So what this means is you have to believe mentally that you are and will receive what it is that you desire to receive and you can't hinder from that um, or deviate from that thought process and you have to feel it. You have to give it an emotion and experience it and how you do that is visualization. So visualization really does put an emotional aspect onto what it is that you want to manifest and then you have to act on it. You have to show the universe that you really do desire this lifestyle. If it's that car, go test drive it. If it's um, that house, go drive around that neighborhood multiple times. Know how much that it costs. Set up a payment plan and say, you know, 10% of every paycheck is gonna go aside because I really want a down payment on this car. So then what you're doing is, is you're giving it an emotion, you're feeling it, you're experiencing it. You know what it feels like to be in that car. You know what it feels like to be in that neighborhood. You know the price tag, you're working towards the price tag and you're visualizing yourself in that space, in that car, and you are you know that you're gonna get it because you are not only in alignment with your thoughts and your words, but also your emotions and you're physically acting on it. So when we do all of those things, that is when we lead to manifestation because we are not just comprised of this body and this mind. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And this meat suit is a, a vehicle in which we are beginning to kind of communicate with this, this reality or this world that we are involved in. But essentially, as a spiritual being and, you know, created in the image of God, you have the power to generate and create what it is that you desire for yourself as long as every aspect of who you are rings true and is following suit with one another. Now, if you desire to have a family and children, but in your mind, you're like, well, I don't have it. I'm 40 years old. And, you know, you're kind of in the trumps of it and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening to me? I'm so great. I have everything going for myself. The truth is, is that there is a disconnect and it's not going to change until you recognize where that disconnect resides. Maybe there's residue in your heart from previous relationships where you feel as though you're closed off, where you can't open up and you can't express yourself as deeply as you want to because you've been hurt so many times before. Maybe there's daddy issues that need to be addressed. Um, maybe there's masculinity issues that need to be addressed. So when we look at what is going on within our reality that we are living in this physical um, meat suit, we also have to take into consideration our spiritual aspect and our mental aspect. So when people ask you like, oh, you know, like, what do you, what do you do for a living? And you're like, oh, I work at McDonald's and you feel down on yourself because you work at McDonald's. Well, you're just, you're just basically reiterating what you don't want if you want better. So instead of it being kind of like a humdrum question, you could say, well, right now I'm kind of transitioning. I'm um, working at McDonald's right now, but I'm working towards X, Y, and Z. 
and you give it a positive energy, even though you're not in the space in which you desire to be in yet, you, you energetically put and sprinkle that positivity and that projectivity where you're projecting what you essentially want into the future to begin to, to, to fertilize and nurture that particular um, idea or that particular desire that you want to draw in and attract into your life. So I've said this before and I'll say it again for those of you who are new to this podcast, the word desire, desire, literally means of God. So whatever you desire, and remember, I'm saying desire, not want, and we'll get into vocabulary here shortly, but when that literally translates into of God. So anything that is in your heart that you truly desire has been placed there intentionally by source, by the universe, by God, by whoever that you, um, the higher power, you know, for some people it's gravity, right? So gravity, put it in your heart, but whatever it is that has, um, you know, this higher power in your life and however you define it and however you create any type of terminology to it, um, is essentially there for a purpose. But, but again, you have to totally be in alignment and act accordingly. So when we look at the law of attraction, it sounds very simple, right? By visualizing your desires and like focusing your thoughts on what you want, okay? Want, highlighting that. The universe, God, or source will eventually grant you your desires. So I'm thinking visually right now, I have like Santa Claus. It's like, I want this for Christmas and I want that. And as a child, maybe you got it, you know? But essentially, when we're talking about true, true manifestation without the help of our parents, it takes a little bit more than that. Um, and again, this is where the possibility of conflicting thoughts might come in, conflicting emotions, um, and again, the subconscious. So really what it boils down to is that you simply can't um, speak and say, I want this and I want that without really playing the part and I'm going to show you my personal ways in manifesting in which I've found the most reliable in really creating what I desire for myself, okay? Um, I have a workshop um, every single new year, and it's called Putting the Soul in Goals. So if you're interested in um, connecting with me and taking that workshop, let me know. Um, and it will be up, um, come closer to the new year. And it really does help you hone in, um, on, you know, a step-by-step -step of how to really create and co-create and allow your goals, quote unquote, or your new year's resolutions, quote unquote, to generate into things. Okay. So the biggest thing is, as I mentioned before, is vocabulary. Okay. So when we look at hope, when we look at want, or when we say like, I won't do this, or I can't do that, or I'm not going to do this, your subconscious mind is literally like, okay, I'm going to do it. So similar to telling you not to think about elephants, the first thing that you're going to think about is about an elephant, right? So what ends up happening with your subconscious is that you essentially begin to think in more of a negative terminology. Want is an empty word. It means that you lack. Hope is also an empty word. It also means that it's not like, um, it's empty essentially. Like it's like a, there's no oomph to it, okay? 
So the words in which you use also have an energetic vibration and frequency, and you want the energetic vibration and frequency of what you are attempting to manifest to be terminology-wise and word-wise in alignment with that excitement that would, would come to you if you, if you manifested or when you manifest what you desire in your life. So looking at terminology and looking at words of affirmation, which I truly believe in, but the affirmations truly have to be in alignment and have to be very realistic with your subconscious. Now, here's an example. When you say that you want to make more money a year, what's your threshold? If you were to say in two years, I want to make $1 million, does that feel realistic? If you say in two years, I would like to make... $500,000 a year. Does that feel realistic? Okay. $100,000 a year. Does that feel realistic? $50,000 a year. Does that feel realistic? And when you work with what resonates with you as a realistic goal, then your subconscious mind says, okay, that's not too far-fetched. I could figure this out. Let's do this. And then you start working. And then once you reach that threshold, once you reach that $50,000 a year income, then you're like, okay, maybe $100,000 a year isn't outside of my league. Now, for some of you who are manifestation gurus, you can, when you, if you were to put in the work and put in the true alignment principles to manifest, you can get like a million dollars a year within two years. But you have to have a plan and you have to have a focus, which we'll get into the, some of the properties and getting into this manifestation creation workshop here. Um, so you, you're able to make that. Like nothing is stopping you. The only thing that's stopping you is your subconscious mind. It's the thresholds in which you've created for yourself. It's the confines that you've created for yourself and the limitations that you've made on yourself. But in the beginning, as you build trust, you have to work with what your subconscious being and who you feel you are in that moment in order to build that trust, in order to build upon it, okay? So when we're looking at manifestation, the number one thing is words, okay? And I'm not just talking about words in which you speak and the affirmations in which you create, which by the way, for instance, if we're going back to the example of making $50,000 a year, which seems more realistic, or let's say $100,000 a year sounds more realistic, you have to start saying, I am making $100,000 a year now. Not $100,000 a year in two years. No. You say it as if it already happened. You could use past tense as if it already is there in your hands and happening. Or you could use present tense, okay? I make $100,000 a year, period. I am making $100,000 a year, period. Thank you that I made $100,000 a year. Thank you that I made $100,000 this year. And create these different affirmations that, again, are reasonable and believable to your subconscious mind. Those are positive affirmations. Now, you have got to make a plan. What are you going to do with that $100,000 a year? Okay, this is the action part. How are you going to manage your money? Now, the biggest thing, which maybe a podcast or a workshop will, will happen and unfold with this because 
my biggest thing was money management. I was very loose with my money, very much like my father. And if I had like $50 in my pocket, it was fucking hot and I had to spend it. And I've developed my own money management system and I've had more, I have more money now than I've ever had. And it is a byproduct of not only my internal awareness of self and my internal self-worth that has built my net worth, but also the way in which I manage. Because when you manage money, you show money and you show the universe that you respect it. And this is a part of the process as well. And this applies to all things. So this applies to relationships. Like how are, are you in friendships? Do you, do you honor your word? Do you, um, you know, do you do what you're going to say, uh, say you're going to do, how are you, um, actively working towards developing, nurturing relationships or developing, nurturing friendships, right? So checking in with your actions and what you desire within that particular area of your life. Now I'm using money, sometimes relationships, but again, this is all applicable to any aspect of your life. Then the next thing is to create, after you create a plan and you have a money management system, which is very important when we're talking about money and, and generating money, you have got to visualize yourself. Where, what are you wearing if you're making $100,000 a year? What vacations are you taking each and every year if you're making $100,000? What does it feel like to look back and be like, damn, I made $100,000 last year? What is that feeling in your heart? What is that feeling in your being? What is that, that feeling that excites you? And then personally, I liked to um, put a timer on my phone and every even hour I would set up an alarm and the alarm would have the various different affirmations that I was working on. So I would put all of those, those different affirmations um, that I put in present tense or past tense and I would make it an alarm or you could put it in your, um, in your, what's it called? In your calendar and create alarms for specific days. Now, this is going to get a little woo, but each day of the week has an energetic vibration with frequencies of planets and frequencies of certain things. So for instance, money Thursdays is all about money. It's your Jupiter day. It's your plan. It's the day of expansion. Maybe I'll do a podcast about that too. Um, days of week. I'm going to write this down because there's so much days of week and energy because I think it's so cool. So you could kind of work with astrology if that's your thing. Totally my thing. If you've been with me for a while, you know my deal. But you can work with principles that work for you. Um, maybe Sundays are all about manifestation for that week for you and you prep and you journal and you, you know visualize. This is the important aspect is doing the work. Now, the second thing that um, is very important with, with manifestation and also um, uh, co-creating with, with reality is, like I said before, visualization. Vi like before you pick up your phone in the morning, there's this brief period, super, super powerful and potent because you're halfway between like being awake in that dream sleep and your, your brain is in theta wave. Theta wave is very, very reactive and responsive to your subconscious brain. This is where you, you speak those manifestation principles. This is where you talk 
and you um, speak to yourself and you, you ingrain those affirmations. This is where you visualize yourself physically in these, like these predicaments or in these situations that you desire for yourself. And you really, really begin to refine that vision and you connect with the emotion that comes with that vision. Same thing at nighttime. Right before bed, personally, I love to journal. And when I journal, I not only find moments of gratitude and what I'm grateful for, because being grateful for what you already have generates more of what you want. Instead of purging and it always being negative, start off with something positive and find some gratitude and then begin to journal and visualize yourself. What do you want to create for yourself? Writing is extremely powerful in manifestation. It also helps you visualize. It also helps you develop a plan. So see how all of these various different things kind of stack on top of each other. Journaling is also very potent because it brings your mind, your body, and your spirit in alignment with just one practice, which is just journaling and writing. So using that to your advantage to again, check in with yourself. When you're writing what you desire, like what is your, what are your thoughts saying? Like, oh, that's too much or that's, you can't do that. Or maybe like some imposter syndrome or who are you to want that or things of that nature. That is your time to check in with yourself and dig deeper into that subconscious mind and say like, why do I have this limitation? Why is this creepy thought creeping into my mind? And go deeper. And then as you go deeper, you begin to refine what you desire for yourself. And as you refine what you desire for yourself, everything just feels more palpable. And this is when the universe brings it to you. Now, it might not come out exactly the way that you want it. It might come out 10 times better. Or it might happen right away. Or it might take some time. But trust that you will get what you desire. You will get it but you have to be in alignment. And these are the principles that I've personally worked with. I also work with mantras and I also work with deities. And like I mentioned before, I love to write things down. You will find your own practice as you continue working through these different manifestation principles. But just remember that unless you are in alignment on all three levels and truly in alignment with all three levels in a realistic term, will you really ever manifest? The words are just words. The thoughts do eventually become things if what you're thinking is in present terms or past terms. It's really interesting how that, how that works. Now, you can also, if you have a trusted friend, um, you know, in the Bible it says when two or more join together, that is when a lot of miracles end up happening. And this is true within most different religions. Like think about all the meditations that, that Buddhists come together. They all come together in like a world meditation because the more energy that is behind a purpose, the more potent that it becomes. So if you have somebody that's on your level, that is your cheerleader, that is totally backing you up and you want to share with them essentially what you desire, that is powerful. Okay. And you could, you could return the favor and share this podcast with them and be like, listen, I just listened to this podcast. Will you be my buddy? Um, and really develop like nurturing and, and powerful relationships. If you don't have that person in your life, be that person for yourself and ask 
spirit and ask the universe to provide you with the right support systems so you feel supported not only by the universe but but by also your community okay now another aspect of this is to be very very clear so as you're developing and as you're writing and as you're visualizing get super super clear and that's why it's important to do this daily practice of visualization and also journaling because the more you do it the clearer the picture becomes so at first maybe it's like black and white and it's a little hazy and a little foggy and then as you begin to kind of move through this daily practice things get more color things get more refined and the way that i like to the analogy because again if you've been with me, I love analogies. If you were to go and go to Publix and, and ask for a sub, you don't just say like, I want a sub. They're going to be like, okay, like what kind of bread, what kind of meat, what kind of cheese, what kind of toppings? Do you want salt and pepper? Do you want oregano, oil and vinegar? Do you want chips? Do you want the combo? Do you want a drink? Do you want a fountain drink? You are super clear when you go to Publix and you make that sub. You're like, I want six foot five grain, mayo, mustard, honey glazed turkey, provolone cheese. You go at it and you know exactly what kind of sandwich you want, right? You got to be that clear with the universe. And like I said, until you're that clear and until you visualize to the point of feeling an emotion and activating yourself in some way, shape or form with positive, like feel good words. Now you can go online and Google high vibrational frequency words or, um, empowering words, positive words, and use some of those words and terminologies as you begin to develop your affirmations and really, again, infuse your affirmation with a positive energetic frequency, okay? Now, you also have to meet the frequency. <laughs> so what this means is act as such. So if you want a Tesla, you're going to go to the Tesla place, you're going to Test drive the car, the Tesla that you want. You look around, you're like, I want that one. Don't worry about the price tag. We're not getting there yet. You want that. Go in there. What does it feel like going in there? How does it, how does it make you feel? And remember that feeling as you begin to move through your visualizations as well as your affirmations. And when you begin to connect with that on a deeper level and connect with that and whatever else on a deeper level, the visualization actually becomes clear because now you're infusing that visualization with an emotion. And then after that comes the action plan. And then you begin to move towards that, that visualization or towards that desire in a very logical way. So in order to manifest, you need both logic and you need a bit of woo. Again, where this comes from is the yin and the yang, the ma masculine and the feminine. There, there's polarities in everything. And in order to manifest, you have to balance the polarities. Not everything is logic. You can't just say, I, I want this, I want that, I'm going to get this. And there's nothing behind it. There's no oomph, there's no energy, there's no power behind it. You have to find the positive and the negative, okay? You have to infuse them together. The, you have to find the masculine and the feminine and infuse them together and create a game plan. And this is how you manifest. So that was a lot. Whew, I, need a, I, need a little, I need a little sip of water here. And I'm out. Anyways, so 
another aspect of this is, like I said, gratitude. And when you find gratitude, um, I like to start my day with 33 gratitudes and I do my best to make them very different. And I am grateful for running water. I am grateful for a toilet. I am grateful for my spouse. I am grateful for this and being honest, like going through. And again, when you start with gratitude, there are aspects of your being that is in a happier place as you step into manifesting and visualization and as you journal. Now, you are going to probably meet some um, limiting beliefs. And as I mentioned before, these thoughts are going to come into your head and say that you can't do it. Who are you to do this? You're not smart enough. Like you need this kind of you know, certification to do that. You need to do this or whatever, whatever the, the fucking chatter is in your brain that your ego is throwing at you because it's trying to bring you and bog you down because it likes to be where it likes to be because it's comfortable even though it's fucking muck, you have to really um, go down that little rabbit hole of your subconscious mind and be like, damn, like, where is this coming from? Where, like, why, why am I thinking that I'm not capable of doing this? Why can't I do this, right? And then when you address those issues, they no longer have power over you because you know why. And when you know why, it's almost like shining a light on that scary corner in your subconscious mind. And you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just having this visual. So when I was a little girl, I lived in this low-income housing in Fort Lauderdale. They tore them down. But my mom was a single mom. She was like on a secretary's salary. She was supporting us and she was also supporting her mom at the time. And um, I didn't grow up with, with much money. And I remember being in this house, in this apartment, actually. And I remember my mom having this, like, comforter kind of, like, balled up. And it was on top of um, the ironing board. And it was, like, just enough light to, like, see things. And I was, like, seeing this, like, creature in the corner. And I was just, like, freaking myself out. And my mind was freaking myself out for no fucking reason because that's what the mind does. The mind looks for the negative. Okay? Look around you. Look at what's being projected in the music. Look at what's being injected in the TV and in sitcoms and movies and all kinds of things. It's like chaos and turmoil. And the only thing that your mind typically attracts itself to is the negative, right? The mind is like a creepy little thing that likes to create big things out of nothing. And our imagination is an example of that as children and even as adults, right? Like we think of like worst case scenarios and we worry so much about things that haven't even happened yet. And we create this like fictitious reality that, that is just not true. And it's so far fetched. But I remember looking at this comforter and being super freaked out about it. And then I turned on the light and it was like, it's just the comforter. It's just the comforter. So this is very much like, shining the light on those different thought processes and those different um, belief systems and values that you have and maybe even addressing certain things from your childhood. Um, and, you know, that is essentially where the, the foundation of who we are has been developed and it is the most important in our adulthood. We're basically children within and we're functioning as adults externally. And some of us have an inner child that just needs to be nurtured and healed, seen and heard. And when we begin to do this work, 
these layers and aspects of our childhood might creep up again in the form of thought processes and beliefs that we have within ourselves. And when we see them and when we, when we look at them and when we honor them, that is when we're like, oh shit, damn, I've been holding that for that long. Like, all right, like that, that's what it is. And you let it go and it poof, it goes because you've shined the light on it and it's not scary anymore. So that is um, a part of this process is addressing the, the limiting belief systems that might come up as you're doing this and also consistency, right? Because we have to know that even though we have this visualization one time, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen right away. It might, I'm not saying that it's not, but it doesn't mean that it is. And if you want if you want to create something in your life and if you desire to create something in your life, the universe responds to a persistent heart. The universe responds to a persistent person and energy. And you have to meet that vibrational frequency that you desire for yourself at all times. So if you want to be and resonate with that $100,000 a year lifestyle Put yourself in what you're doing. What restaurants are you going to? Go to that restaurant once every three months and get whatever it is that you want on the menu and feel what it feels like to be in that energy and be making $100,000 a year energetically. I'm not saying go to that restaurant every freaking weekend, but set money aside and be like, do something empowering for yourself that you would do if you had $100,000, if you were making $100,000 a year. Do one thing every couple of months, depending on how much it costs. Like, don't break the bank if you can't afford it, but do something. Maybe it's um, a day pass at a really beautiful hotel. Maybe it's getting a massage. Maybe it's um, going to a really hoity-toity restaurant. Maybe it's buying something really nice for yourself. And put yourself in that energetic frequency and feel what it feels like to be in that energetic frequency and trust that the the process will take form and it will take place for you. So that's the, the, one of the, um, other things is to trust the process. So when you do these various different things, you just have to know that like in one way or another, you're going to get it when, I don't know. I can't tell you an exact time depends on how potent and how truthful you are with yourself and how in alignment you are with what it is that you want to bring forth into your life. And how consistent you are with it. But you have to understand that sometimes the limiting beliefs is is a bit of distrust in the ability to manifest. And sometimes we can create things that we don't want um, through specific situations because of the way in which we feel. And the way in which we are functioning with those limiting beliefs and perhaps those, those values that have been embedded in us. So... When you create distrust in the process, um, you can you can begin by by kind of focusing on the wrong things instead of focusing on the things that you truly desire. Again, that's where the terminology comes in, and that's where those feelings of self sabotage or um, imposter syndrome, things of that nature. But trust the process. When you're doing the work, this work can take time, and this work is more than just about manifesting something in your life. It is about building trust and everything you're doing is to work towards this bigger, larger, more potent goal that, you know, regardless of hiccups or regardless of roadblocks or curveballs, 
you are resilient and you are determined because nothing is going to hold you down. And know that sometimes these roadblocks and sometimes the frustration and disappointments or hiccups that are kind of thrown in your path are actually put there to veer you into a different direction that is better and more in tune with who you truly are. Maybe it's not $100,000 a year. Maybe it's $250,000 a year. And maybe you meet somebody who offers you that and you're just praying that you get a raise at your current job. Maybe it requires you to make a decision to change jobs. So be open to the process. Be open to opportunities. When you are clear and when you do this work and when you're in alignment with mind, body, and spirit, you have got to trust the process and trust the opportunities and the people that come your way. Something that I used to say to myself and I still do occasionally, is like, may the right people come into my life to help support my desires. May I meet the right people. May I go to the right places and may the right opportunities come my way in order to blah, 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 make this happen in order to continue teaching yoga, whatever the case may be. And when you say these prayers and when you say these words of affirmations and, and you really truly believe in them and trust that the right people will come your way, they do. And I shit you not, it's happened to me so many times. Um, a little back, back story, most of you um, follow me and I teach a full moon yin yoga at the Hilton West Palm Beach, which if you're in South Florida and it's around the full moon. I would love for you to join a class. It's such a beautiful, beautiful space. I'm so grateful for the Hilton for reaching out to me. But the uh, manager at the time, Didier, is somebody that I went to high school with. And he followed me on Instagram and saw that I was teaching yoga. And right at the time when I was about to give up teaching, just because um, I was just really exhausted. I was bopping from studio to studio. I was going, you know, to Coral Springs, which is way out west, to all the way towards the beach, which is way out east. You know, it's about 45-minute drive back and forth. I realized that I was, I was depleting myself, and I didn't really find enjoyment in what I was doing because I felt like I wasn't restoring my own cup. And right about the time when I was going to give up, he reached out to me via Instagram, and he's like, hey, are you still teaching yoga? And I was like, yeah. He's like, would you like to teach in this event that we're having? And I was like, uh, absolutely. And he's like, shoot over some class ideas um, and let me know. And I was like, okay. I was like, what about a full moon yin yoga? And they're like, we love it. Let's try it. And we did the first class at District Fit, which, by the way, I miss District Fit. Hopefully we could bring it back. Um, and they asked me to continue teaching it on a monthly basis. And Man, like my heart is so full to teach that class in that space and with the people and being outside. And once the class is over, you see the full moon up overhead and it's just ugh, just an amazing, amazing space. But these opportunities, I was just like, you know what? If I'm supposed to teach universe, you need to provide me with the right way to teach because I'm tired. I am exhausted. And as much as I love teaching, not in this way. I want to teach fully, wholeheartedly, and I don't want to feel tired. I don't want to feel exhausted, and I don't want to feel like I'm putting in so much more energy um, into something, and I'm not getting the same energetic frequencies back towards me. I want to meet the vibrational frequency equally, and that opportunity presented itself. And the stories go on and on and on, and my husband bless his heart. I'm like, babe, this happened, this happened, synchronicities, da, 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 da. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Cause it's like, he's, he's not even, he's not even shocked by it anymore when he used to be. 
And it's really, really amazing how when you honor and when you're really in alignment, you naturally manifest these situations and these opportunities and you manifest the people in your life because you're meeting that vibrational frequency and you're, you're in it. And when like attracts like, so if your vibrational frequency is at a certain level of being able to teach and they like the universe knows you're a great teacher and the universe is going to provide you with these opportunities as long as your heart, your mind, and your body is in it. And this is how you manifest. So how do you raise your vibration? So the biggest thing for me to suggest to you with raising your vibrational frequencies is dancing. I personally love to dance. Maybe it's singing and dancing. I love to do both. And when you move your body, you're shifting energy. And when you're moving your body organically, however it desires, there's this playfulness about it. There's this um, je ne sais quoi about being in the moment and like singing and dancing and moving your body. And you're just in a happier space doing so, regardless if there's any rhyme or reason or there's no choreography or anything of that nature. But you're just moving. You're just being is an awesome way to meet that vibrational frequency. Another great way to meet that vibrational frequency is to tap into binaural beats. You could find plenty of these on YouTube. Also, there is an app that's called Brainwave that has these different vibrational frequencies and kind of meditating with those vibrational frequencies. Um, if you're not familiar with binaural beats, it is the scientific study of certain sounds and certain vibrations by using earbuds or headphones. And it works with the left and the right brain by using different sounds in the left and the right ear. And what it does is it activates certain parts of the brain that are typically activated in certain scenarios. So for instance, if you want serotonin release, there are different sounds and beats that actually activate serotonin. Serotonin is typically found in larger amounts in your gut, if you didn't know that, but there is a part of your brain that signals your gut to produce more serotonin. Same thing goes for deep meditation, deep sleep. There's even certain ones on there that induce different hypnotic states, um, different feelings of uh, being on drugs as well. So you can go explore that, but that also helps elevate your vibrational frequency. Another thing is yoga. And of course, you know, I'm all about the yoga. I'm a little biased, but I've noticed the most transformation within my own personal life in the beginning of my journey through yoga. And yoga is also one of those things that brings into alignment your mind, your body, and your spirit over time. So it is almost like building trust gradually. So in the beginning, it's awkward. Your body's like, what's going on? Your mind is like, I can't do this. What is happening? And your heart is like, God, this is really hard. Like I'm exhausted and you're all over the place. But the more that you do it, the more in alignment you actually become and it becomes a moving meditation and you can actually see your progress in a particular practice and you can gauge and be like, wow, my first yoga class, like I've recently um, connected with an old friend from high school, Evan. And I remember when I first started teaching yoga, I was getting my yoga teacher training. He reached out and he's like, hey, like, can we do a yoga class? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he was like, oh my God, this is so hard. And it was just like, you know, basic, basic movements. I think we were working on chaturangas mostly at that time, if I remember correctly. And I just recently met up with him two weekends ago, actually. 
um, at the Easton, Fort Lauderdale. I teach there every Sunday from 11 to 12, a vinyasa class if you're also in the area. And he came to my class and I, he was like ripped and he was like killing it at yoga. And I was like, wow, like he's like, I know, it's such a difference. And I was like, it is. And he just seems so much calmer um, than I remember him being and so much more at peace and just, it's a powerful, powerful practice. And again, I'm biased, but for many people who start the yoga practice, their, 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 their stories are very similar. It's like in the beginning, it's kicking my ass, but then I conquered it. And that was just so much more empowering. And I feel so much more at peace with myself and I've learned to know myself. And lastly, any other modality that brings you closer to that. So maybe some chakra work, maybe um, journaling, um, any other frequency, vibrational frequency modality that'll help elevate you. Reiki is also a great practice, but I do highly suggest that you inquire about a very good Reiki um, practitioner. Um, anything that does body work or anything that does anything with like your energy, making sure that the person's energy is also sound that's, you know, helping your energy. Okay. And be open to certain signs. Maybe you're listening to a song and somebody's name pops up and you're like, oh yeah, what about that person? Or maybe you're driving in your car and you see something and it makes you feel or think about something else. Jot it down. Maybe you listen to a podcast and it's super, super inspiring and it brings you into this kind of like tangent of thought processes and things that you want to create and things that you want to build in your life. Go with it. Move with it. Go where you're drawn. Maybe you want to take a, take a course. Maybe you want to take a yoga teacher training. Go with what your gut is telling you and where your heart is leading you. Number one, because maybe you don't understand the intricacies of the purpose of that particular thing or of that particular happening. Maybe it's going to a workshop. Maybe it's going to an event. Maybe it's going out with somebody. If you feel drawn to do something, do it. Don't let the logical mind come in and again, put those dirty little seeds in your, your, um, what's it called in your garden? Because essentially when you move with where you're led, it's going to bring you to certain things that maybe you weren't going to be exposed to or people that you weren't going to be exposed to without going through that process. And this is something that I've experienced in my life. I went to yoga teacher training not because I wanted to teach. I went to yoga teacher training to deepen my own practice and I ended up teaching and that built upon itself. I ended up going into meditation through the practice of yoga and what ended up happening was that I wanted confirmation with what I was getting in my meditations that I started to use the tarot as a tool for confirmation with various different things and feelings that I was experiencing during meditative states. And then it turned into me using the tarot. And which, by the way, there is a wait list for a course, um, intuitive tarot course that I'm creating. And it should be out by the end of this year. So if you're interested in that, make sure you click the link in the show notes and um, sign up for the wait list. But um, these various different tools and modalities have been a part of my life and have built upon one another to create who I am now. And I never second guessed it. I, you know, as an Aries, I'm, I'm a little hard headed and a little stubborn. I have my moon in Taurus, so definitely a little stubborn. And I have never, ever fell privy to other people's expectations of me. 
Um, I've always done what I wanted to do, even if it was kicking and screaming and even though I was called names and I was called rebellious and I was grounded a million times and I was told that I shouldn't be this and I shouldn't do that and I'm not in alignment with God and I'm doing, you know, I'm summoning the devil with the tarot and like you name it, whatever. These are other people's opinions, but I've never felt more in alignment with God and with source than I do now. And this is a part of self-inquiry and this is a part of you know moving through life in such a way and knowing that I help co-create the reality that I'm currently living and when you know that and when you know that you're the part you are like the character in your story and you have the ability to change that character it becomes so much more empowering so these are um various different things and aspects to um, manifestation and I hope that you take these tools and you take some of these messages and you begin to develop your own way because again even though these are principles that I work with on a personal level you can sprinkle your own your own way on all of it maybe you work with mudras which is hand yogas maybe you work with pranayama and that's you know breath work um, Maybe you have an altar and you work with crystals. Maybe you um, like to write things down and set them on fire. Maybe you like rituals. Whatever it takes to get you into that space of being able to be in congruency with your mind, your body, and your spirit when you're manifesting is the way. And maybe you start with, if you don't know where to start, maybe you start with a couple of the modalities and suggestions that I have for you here in this podcast and you kind of take a little bit of that and you kind of move through that a little bit and kind of mold it into what you feel feels right. Maybe deities don't feel right. Maybe mantras don't feel right. Maybe the tarot doesn't feel right, but maybe journaling does. Maybe visualization does. Maybe binaural beats do. And just allowing yourself to explore. And exploring is a part of life itself. And that's how you know what what resonates with you. You may not necessarily know exactly what it is that you desire, but you could definitely say what it is that you don't desire. And you can work backwards in that fashion to begin to experience and to try different things that click with you. Maybe it's not yoga. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, Zumba. Maybe it's, you know, bar. Maybe it's taking walks um, by yourself without any distractions, whatever the case may be. But Keep in mind and keep within your heart that however long it takes to manifest your dreams will really depend on like what those dreams are and how in alignment they are with who you are and your authenticity and really allowing yourself to kind of follow um, these steps in order to get to that space where you feel so much more in alignment with your desires and your goals that you have for yourself. And again, being crystal clear about what it is that you want to create into your life and visualizing it and holding it true to yourself and you know being accountable and being dedicated to the process and to the work and again being pliable and being in the flow and maybe you're very very consistent for a while with certain ways and then you're like hmm maybe I'll do this too and you add something else in or you take something else out and you begin to mold and shape it into something that really is you and that is when the big you begins to respond to you 
and you begin to feel so much more connected to the universe, to God, to spirit, to source, and things just begin to flow naturally into your life because guess what? You're no longer in discord. You are in alignment and you're meeting the vibrational frequencies of your life that you desire to connect with because you are them and you, you're vibrating them. So I absolutely loved this podcast, I have to say. And again, stay tuned for the end of this year for putting the soul um, in goals workshop. That's going to be an online course coming up. And again, if you are interested in connecting to your intuition by using the tarot, click the link in the show notes and sign up for the wait list. And if you're in the South Florida area, also within the, within the link in the bio, there's all the things and various different classes and events that I'm going to be involved in all the way up until the beginning of 2022. So I love you and I am so grateful that you were here with me today and let me know. If any of these little tidbits and tools that I've shared with you today really resonated with you and if you really liked this podcast and know that somebody could really use this little word vomit that happened just now, make sure to share the link and definitely like and subscribe because this little community that we've built is definitely for you. And I am so stoked that there are so many of you that are resonating with this podcast. It fills my heart with so much joy that I have people out there that are like, yeah, girl, I'm on your level. Because sometimes it feels feels a little lonely out here when you're on that one frequency and there's not that many people around you that are on it. So it fills my heart with so much joy that me sharing resonates with so many of you. And I love you all so, so much. Besos y abrazos. Thank you so much again for joining me for today's podcast. If you want to link up with me and perhaps take a class with me, click the link in the show notes and this link will hold all the details of various different events that I'm holding here in the South Florida area as well as in Miami and California. So please, please take a class with me. My most recent um, happening is every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Easton Rooftop in Fort Lauderdale. We're doing a beautiful flow. And also, of course, every single month at the Hilton West Palm Beach, full moon yin yoga. You all know about that. So if you're able and in the area, I would love to squeeze you and I would love to guide you. Thanks again. Besos.